Hi everybody, welcome to episode 3 of the Photography Explained podcast. This week, how to take a photo. I'm your host Rick and each week I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help us with our photography and no more. This is episode 3, I'm finally getting into the swing of it and on this episode I just have 9 headings which I'm going to go through one at a time. First one is, what are you taking a photo of? Now, why would anybody be interested in the photo that you're taking? When I'm taking a photo for myself, I try and think who my target audience is. Obviously, with my architectural photography work, I'm working for a client, so I know what I'm taking the photo of. It makes things a lot easier for me because my client wants a photograph of a building, of the interior, the exterior, all that good stuff. But when you're starting off and you go out and about and you're taking photographs, there's a tendency to photograph anything and everything. So when you're out there with your camera, have a think about what you're taking a photo of. And if you were to show that to another person, what would they think? Would they be interested or would they just go, yeah, whatever? I mean, we're faced with millions and millions of photos online these days and people scrolling past instantly. So um, trying to think about what you're doing, what you're photographing and finding things interesting to photograph. That's a great tip that I was... Um, I heard some time ago, if you want to take great photos, put your camera in, some, in front of interesting things. Easy to say I know, but having said that, I took some great photographs one cold winter's day in my local woods, which I'd never been to before. So um, getting out and about is a good thing as well. OK, so you think about what you're taking a photograph of. One thing I should say that I haven't said is that the single best way to improve your photography is to get out and take photographs. So getting out there and working on things, trying things out, thinking about things, it's always a good thing. Number two, think about the composition. On my commercial work, the composition is um, the thing I concentrate on most. I've got all my camera settings such that I don't need to worry about that. The only things I need to think about on a commercial shoot are the composition and exactly at which point I focus in the composition. That's why using a tripod is an excellent thing. Sorry, I've just got a few announcements coming through on my iPad, which is really helpful. Think about the composition. I use my viewfinder and the LCD screen. I swap from one to the other. Think about the way things are arranged in the picture. Think about the things around the edges. And when you get back to your computer, I'm assuming you're using a computer, have a look at the composition and see if it works. See what you could do to improve it. Crop in. Crop different shapes, different um, formats, portrait and landscape. Play around with the composition and you, you'll, you'll see things appearing, you know, better images coming out of your compositions. Number three, choose the right lens. Now, I only have three camera lenses these days. I used to have lots and lots of them. But now I have a Canon 17 to 40, 24 to 105 and 70 to 200 millimeter lens. For landscapes, you tend to shoot wider. Not really true because you can get great landscape photos with a telephoto lens. What you need to think about is what you need to get into the composition and more often than not, less is more. Rather than going wide and including everything, you might want to um, go a little bit longer into the telephoto range and get less in an image which gives you more to work with or less to work with but more impact. Number four, get the exposure correct. This is essential. You must get the exposure correct. Now, the exposure is a combination of aperture, shutter and ISO. If you're shooting in program, that's fine. No one, well, people will criticise you for shooting in, in a program, but we all need to learn. We all have to start somewhere. All those people who say, oh, if you don't shoot in manual, you're not a real photographer. Nonsense. If you shoot in manual and use the camera settings that it tells you to use, 
you're just doing what the camera tells you to anyway. Now I use AV mode. I set the aperture and the camera sets the shutter. I can do this because my photos are 99% taken with my camera on a tripod, so I don't need to worry about the shutter speed. Let's move on to those then. Aperture. Choose the right aperture for the image. I use f8 for most of my photos because f8 is roughly the mid-range and the sharpest aperture. f8 to 11 tend to be the best on a standard full-frame camera lens. Shoot wide open if you want to blur the background, isolate the details. Shoot fully down, stop down. I shouldn't know how to say this, shouldn't I, but I can't. Shoot with a minimum aperture, i.e. the smallest hole to get the maximum depth of field. But don't forget, wide open and step down as far as you can. You do lose an amount of quality. Shutter speed. Use the right shutter speed for the image. I'm photographing on a tripod. I don't worry about the shutter unless there's fast moving clouds or trees or rivers or stuff like that, which they tend not to be really. Shooting handheld. Your shutter speed should be the reciprocal of the focal length. Now that's sort of how they say it, but this is how I understand it. If I'm shooting at 100 millimeters, I need to use a shutter speed of one 125th of a second or faster. If I'm shooting at 50 millimeters, 160th of a second or faster. Hopefully you get the idea. ISO. ISO is the sensitivity of the sensor, I have to say it here, or camera film to light. The lower the ISO, the higher the quality of the image. The higher the ISO, the more chance there is of you getting noise in a picture. Now, most people don't know what noise is, but it can detract from an image. It's more important that you get a sharp picture than a noisy picture. Now, most people don't know what noise is. When I say most people, I mean people who aren't interested in photography. They won't know what noise is, but they will know what a blurry photo is. So if you're given a choice, sharp photo with noise or blurry photo, blurry photo, easy for me to say, no noise, you go with a sharp photo with noise. You can reduce it down a little bit later. Shove your camera on a tripod, you don't need to worry anyway, which is what I do. Focusing. Where do you focus your camera? Now, this is critical. It depends what you're photographing, the effect you're trying to get, if you want everything in focus, or if you want to isolate one part of an image. Obviously, focal length, everything else varies. Varies are the variables that also come into play here. For my architectural photography work, to give you a steer, I tend to focus a third into the scene and I've got an aperture of f8 or f16 with a wide angle lens as its widest focal length of 17 millimeters. So focusing a third in is not a bad rule of thumb. It's not that precise, but if you're not sure, it gives you a start. Last one, different angles. Take a photo from the first, um, I'm stuck for words here, so I shall try again. You take a photo from the starting position. Once you've done that, have a look at it on the screen. Then try taking photos from different angles. High up, low down, to the left, to the right. I have a few bits of kit that help me do this on my architectural photography work. One of them is a painter's pole. Another one's a thing called a platypod. That gets me from ground level to four to five metres above the ground from the exact same standing position. Sorry, I'm fumbling my words here a bit, so I'm going to um, move on. That's it for this week. Hopefully you found something helpful in here. Apologies for the stumbling words. I think I've been doing a bit too much recording, so I'm going to move on. Next on the Photography Explained podcast, what is the exposure triangle? Blimey, I'll need to get my teeth in for that one, won't I? Thanks very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. And please subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
And if you could also tell everyone you know about my podcast, that would be even better. Or anyone who you think might be interested might be a better way of putting it. Check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, where you can find all all about me, my architectural and construction photography work, and also my blog, where you can learn lots and lots more about photography. Finally, if there's a photography thing you want me to explain, let me know. I'll add it to the list. Just check out my website again, and there's plenty of ways you can get in touch. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.